Hello. Hi, Russell. Hi, Russell. Big dog, little dog. Big dog, little dog. Is that a song I'm supposed to know? I don't know. I think it might be a popular song that's out now. Uh, but I've had that in my head for like two weeks. Cool. Anytime I don't have a thought, then I just have that earworm. As your filler? Mm-hmm. And, and what would you say? What percentage of time does that take up? I mean, my mind is blank for maybe 85% of the time, and that's not including sleep. That's not too bad. Not too shabby. Yeah. What fills up your mind? <clears throat> mostly thoughts of you, mostly. <laughs> and then... Am I the big dog or the little dog in this? You're a medium-sized dog. You're not actually part of the song. Right. Yeah. <sighs> uh, <clears throat> how are the listener tote bags coming on? They're great. They're available online now. Uh, $39.99. And you can carry any size tote inside of them. <laughs> It's a tote for uh, for toting totes. Yeah, a tote for toting totes. But it's not limited to totes. You could put anything in there. All right, a human hand, a uh, uh, cabbage, mm-hmm. anything. And they are retailing for thirty nine ninety nine. That's wholesale. Wholesale. <laughs> right. So we're <laughs> we're paying thirty nine ninety nine. It's expensive to produce the kind of quality that I think our listeners right. want. Right. You know. I mean, just to catch up, the listeners, uh, you proposed that we started to make some listener tote bags. Yeah. And I was just all in. I had no questions. I, yeah. was, I, was, I was not interested. I just, I gave the go ahead. Yeah, I think mainly that's because you don't own any tote bags and you thought this would be just an easy way to get yourself one. Right. Well, the reason that I do not own any tote bags is because I don't have any way to carry them. <laughs> To carry a tote bag? Right. Yeah. So knowing that uh, there will be a Liars podcast branded totes for toting totes, then this is my first step into a tote bag collection. Great. Hmm. Mm. Um, so we're buying them for $39.99 and we're retailing them for? Uh, I'm thinking because Christmas is coming up in not too long. I'm thinking maybe like $80, $85. Right. Yeah, that seems reasonable. And then... I guess uh, there, yeah. would be, uh, there would be some sales tax on top of that for our California listeners. Sales and shipping. And oh, shipping. Uh, well, also a convenience fee. Um, there's a lot, it's probably going to end up a little over $100. Right. Is that just a convenience fee for you or do I get a, a convenience fee too? Yeah, you're not part of that. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, and remind me of the percentage split. What was my cut? Uh, don't worry about it. Okay. Well, uh, just mail me that check when it's done. Yeah, it might not be a check. There might uh, not be enough <laughs> to, to actually. Uh, I don't know. I think there's a minimum for a check, which is probably one cent. Uh-huh. So it might not be available in check form. Well, I'll be ready when it's ready. Okay, great. This is episode eight. I never thought it would happen. So it's definitely time to monetize. Yeah. Because I need to be making about 250K a year from this. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Right. We should give out your Venmo. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, Is it just Uncle Uncle Russie at Venmo? Uncle. Uh, it was Uncle Russie 
at Venmo, which is a valid Venmo address. Um, but then I, uh, <laughs> uh, then I got is banned. It, is, it is it clear that I've never used Venmo? <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Not at all. And then I got banned from that. Um, and now it's just Big Uncle Rusty. Big Uncle Rusty. Yeah. Okay. Um, true story. I did actually uh, get banned from Venmo on my very first Venmo transaction. Oh, what happened? Um, I went to a lunch spot with uh, a friend um, and he paid for lunch and then I paid him back and he was like, check out this Venmo. This was in like 2016 and I was very um, ahead of the Cutting curve. edge. Right, yeah. right. Um, and so I paid him and, and in the notes I put the name, uh, the abbreviated name of the uh, the restaurant. Uh-huh. And the name was Lemon Poppy Kitchen, and I typed in LPK. Uh-huh. Uh, and then within like 30 minutes, I had um, an email saying that my account was being uh, reviewed for terrorism. Um, <laughs> and it was shut down for like a week. In the meanwhile, my friend made me pay him back in cash. <laughs> is, is, <laughs> is, L, is LPK an acronym for some sort of terrorist organization? Yeah, uh, yeah, um, it turns out it is. I can't remember. Uh, I mean, it might be the Libyan something. Um, I forget. Right. But, yeah, but I Googled it. And Libby, it was, Libyan Poppy Kitchen? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, um, but the whole thing just seems so um, insane that, like, if if I was sending money to a terrorist group that I would put the name. That you would note it, yeah. In there. <laughs> and that, I mean, does that mean that they're just ignoring everything that doesn't have the name? Of a terrorist group in there? Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of questions for them. It's a great user experience. Uh, and then a human contacted me. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's the abbreviated name of a lunch spot in Los Angeles. Yeah. And then I guess like they Googled it and like confirmed it. And then that was it. It was fine. And so and so you have an active Venmo account now? Yes. That's the Big, big Uncle Rusty or whatever it is. I mean, now there's a note on my account that I can now Venmo. Money to terrorisms, terrorists. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the Libyan terrorist group because uh, they'll just think that I'm getting lunch. Sweet. Anyway, my Venmo, at Russell Quinn. I love money. Is that, are you just saying that you love money or is that part of your Venmo? Right. No, there was a gap. At Russell Quinn, R-U-S-S-E-L-L. Okay. Q U I double N. Gap. Gap. <laughs> then my own. And should, should I spell the gap or should I type the gap? Right? Yeah, yeah, that's G A P. G A P. Okay. Uh-huh. Biaha is in that too. A H A H U H. It's a weird way of spelling it, but that's how it is. And then all one word, I love money. Okay. And my account is set up to. Not accept any amounts under fifty dollars. Uh, perfect. I think even though we're recording this, it's not live. I think you should check your account right now and see if anyone's donated. Russell and John tell stories. Russell and John tell lies. They use their mouths and they use their ears, and usually no one cries. Well, it was good talking to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thank you as always. And uh, <clears throat> good luck. <laughs> okay. Big dog, little dog. Uh, 
Do you want to have some some more uh, meaningless conversation before we get into our stories? Oh, of course. Wait, okay. which uh, which part of that was meaningless? Just uh, there were just a couple of words in there. I thought you could have trimmed out. Right. So, your wife. I thought we don't name. I thought we don't name our wives on this podcast. I mean, I'm not giving out her last name. Can I? You want me to do it? <laughs> Please. <laughs> um. So. She has been saying to me on a regular occasion uh, since the podcast has started that I never ask you about your life. She listens to this podcast? She does. She's a few weeks behind. Okay. Or she was. Maybe she catches up. Who knows? Right. And so she says that I never ask you about your personal life, but you are always interested in mine. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm interested, but continue. My response to her is that we talk about your personal life, but then I have to edit it out because... It's never suitable for the public. Uh, That's true. I have, yeah, I'm a very secretive, uh, secretive person. Right. So you're confirming that I do ask you? (laughs) Or you're, mm mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it's hard for me to say I don't listen to most of what you say, so I don't really have any specific memories of you asking me things. Um, But I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt, and if you you say that you have, then uh, you have. Why don't you go ahead and, and test that theory right now and ask me something? Uh, firstly, what are you typically doing while we're recording and I'm talking? I'm just watching TV. Just watching TV, doodling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's on TV right now? Uh, right now, it's uh, <clears throat> The Price is Right. <laughs> A beautiful show. It's pretty great. So what have you been up to last week in your, in your personal life? Uh, in my personal life? You mean, it, what it, define personal, non-podcast life? Non-podcast, yeah. So I guess anything outside of the last 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, I've been, I've been uh, working a three-month uh, contract gig, art directing a company's holiday campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems fancy, is it? I wouldn't say that it's fancy. I'd say that it's fun. Uh, the people I'm working with are some really nice, fun people with lots of fun ideas. So we're having a good time coming up with stuff. Mm-hmm. For uh, for the benefit of our English language speaking but non-American audience, uh-huh. um, <clears throat> holidays is uh, the Thanksgiving and Christmas period, and not vacations. Correct. Yes, this is not a, this is not a campaign to advertise vacations. Not sun, but snow. Right. Now continue. So yes, I've been I, I've been doing that, and that's taking up a lot of my time. Uh, and then wait you're saying that your job takes up time correct right as someone who doesn't have a job i know it's hard for you to understand (laughs) ouch ouch it's true though uh that not having a job takes up less time than having a job i'm just it's true that you don't have a job do you have a job russell i mean i have a self-imposed job right the main difference is is that i can chunk up my time yeah. I know, I know you like to chunk things. I'm a big chunker. Yeah. If daddy needs a nap at 1 p.m., then daddy takes one. <laughs> what a life. Yeah. I mean, my schedule is uh, it's pretty much 9 to 5, 8 to, eight to 6 occasionally. How, how has this question about my life suddenly turned into talking about you, Russell? Right, 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 right. It's almost like I'm, like I'm proving point. Yeah. <laughs> she'll be proud i guess she'll be she'll be proud then right so you have a job that takes up most of your time yeah 
like I understand how jobs work. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. And then in the remainder of this time, uh, I just watched the prices right. You just watched the prices right and recorded podcasts with many people. Yeah, I have about twelve different podcasts. Mm -hmm. If you had to rank all twelve, then where would this one be? Uh, is twelve the highest or lowest? Uh, we'll say the number first, and then say what the ranking system is. Say, oh, I see. Uh, I say it's a it's a number eight huh. with with number twelve being the lowest. Eight out of twelve. That seems pretty good. Yeah, because the other one of the other podcasts is just it reviews this podcast. Uh huh. <laughs> so that's already not very good. Wait, the review show is worse than this show? Yeah. Well, that's good. Because the, the, the material it's drawing from is so poor. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Right? And then two of the other podcasts are just me watching The Price is Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't really even talk. It's just you just hear The Price is Right on in the background. And then the very last podcast is, um, it's a right-wing podcast that I, that I make. Uh-huh. My questions, how are these two, <laughs> how are these two podcasts about The Price is Right, how are they different from each other? <laughs> one of them is in spanish <laughs> beautiful and i think you uh you listed five and you listed the fifth as being the final one but earlier you said that you had 12 uh so please list the remaining seven uh they're all private podcasts i'm artisanal podcasts uh specifically for an audience of one yes they're in high demand yeah i have uh <clears throat> a number of of very uh wealthy clients here's a story for you which I, I may have told you in real life already but it's an interesting story for other people to hear i was walking down the street a couple months ago and there was a dude crossing the street and he was putting his money into his wallet and the wind caught him and he blew money all over the sidewalk mm -hmm. or not the side i'm sorry the street just blowing in traffic and i kind of hesitated and then i ran to like help him collect his money and it was all 20s and then i like ran over to him with some of his money and he was like oh you can keep that and I was like, it's your money that you dropped. And I sort of had to like talk him into taking it. And then I saw some more blowing down the street. So I grabbed some more money for him. And at this point, he was just, he'd left and he was just walking up a side street. And I chased after him to give him more of his 20s that he had dropped. And he's like, oh, you can just keep that. Really keep it for your help. And so I kept it. Your help? Uh-huh. For helping him, you know, for being a nice citizen, I guess. So I was like, okay, I'll take $20 because I ran into traffic for you and you seem to really not want your money. Uh, and then, I, and then I thought he must be a billionaire because mm -hmm. who, who he, it was like $200 that blew into the road. Right. Uh, to reiterate, you live in San Francisco. Yes. A very wealthy, uh, city, a very wealthy slash poor, a very disparately wealthy city. Yeah. The highest count of billionaires per poor person, right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I think is the stat. Um, yeah. So it seems very likely that, uh, Mr. Moneybags was just walking down the street. And he just didn't care. Yeah. I mean, that, that old uh, adage of um, if you drop a penny, is it worth your time to pick it up? I guess it's now moved on to um, if you drop $100,000 in 20s, is it worth picking it up? Is it, is it worth uh, taking it from the person who's handing it to you who picked it up right. for you? Right. Because yeah. then you have to sanitize. Yeah. If the notes had been hundreds, would you have been so eager to attempt to return them? Of course. What if it was a single, a single blank check that was made out uh, for $5 million and uh, was made payable to you? I thought you just said it was blank. 
<laughs> is this I a mean, lie, Russell? <laughs> all, all checks are blank originally, and then they have stuff written on them. <laughs> I see no problem with my story. <laughs> and what's the question here? I'm just trying to gauge um, how much money it would take for you to not become a, in your words, good citizen. Oh, uh, 35 bucks. 35 bucks and I just, I just run. Uh-huh. So you just, you just had a single 20? I picked up a 20 the first time, had to argue with him for him to take it. Right. Picked up another 20. That's when I chased him down the side street. He didn't want it. I, <laughs> well. I took it. Then I found another 20 still blowing around. So I was like, okay, now I got 40 bucks. You were just chasing him? I had to literally run after him to catch up to him to give him it sounds, the money. It sounds terrifying. To be honest, if, um, if you were chasing me down a side alley, um, offering me cash, no, thank you. <laughs> I think we should move on to our stories. I think it's story time. Should we lie all truth? Yeah, we should. Um, <clears throat> I think it's, it's Russell first. Go for it. Uh, this is another story from... Uh, my junior school days. Do you have any contemporary stories? Does anything happen to you as an adult? I mean, less incredulous stuff, I guess. Okay. I have told some stories from my 20s, I guess, right? I guess a couple. A couple, a few. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm running low on these school stories, so. Or am I? Okay, hopefully this will be the last one. Which period in my life would you say I was the most adorable? Uh, <clears throat> ages two to four. <laughs> Correct. Okay. When I was eight, we had a show and tell day at my school on the last day of term. Everyone else brought in their cool toys and games. I brought in my pet rabbit, and while I was holding him at the front of the class, he ejaculated on my arm. <laughs> uh, and then what happened? Did you clean it up? Um, everyone laughed. I think the teacher was laughing. Um, it felt like everybody was laughing. Uh, yeah, and then I had to put my rabbit, Snowball, uh, back into his cage. And then I went, and I went to clear it up. But I was pretty traumatized. I knew that it was a sexual thing that had happened, but I didn't really understand what sex was. Uh, so right. I was, I was freaked out by what it meant for me. Now had, had, had uh, snowball ejaculated as a result of some sort of stimulation that you had offered. I think I was holding him in a way, uh, that I may have touched his, his genitalia. So he misinterpreted it. I mean, I was eight <laughs> for his sake, I think. He, uh, he claims all, all innocence. Hmm. Okay. Um, and what volume of ejaculate did he produce? It was a fairly small amount. And I mean, the scale of this was my eight-year-old forearm. So uh, maybe even smaller than I remember. Okay. It wasn't very much, but it was enough. Did you scold him? No, I didn't scold him, but... I didn't. Did you want to? I didn't. I didn't feel that good about it. <laughs> it was a fairly new rabbit that we'd gotten uh, like six months before when one of my dad's old university friends had come to visit us. And he just brought some bunnies. She. Oh, she. Oh, and this didn't happen like that often. Yeah, but, yeah. But she had come and she just turned up with this rabbit 
Uh, we knew that she was coming, but from my mum's reaction, I don't think that uh, she knew that she was bringing a pet. Right. Yeah, and she just turned up with uh, this rabbit and a small hutch for the backyard. That's a pretty presumptuous thing to bring. It's one thing if you bring like a box of chocolates or something, but to bring an animal that requires a commitment is a much, much taller, uh, more presumptuous gift. Yeah. Like who just brings a pet into a house? Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it was like a weird thing on like an awkward situation where like she was obviously friends with uh, my dad, but didn't really know us. And I can't remember if she had come to visit before or um, if she had left it like eight years since my dad died and then came. Is it possible that she was just carrying the bunny with her and forgot it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, this uh, this rabbit was clearly not spayed or neutered or whatever uh, you do to stop them ejaculating. Right. Yeah. So maybe it was her rabbit and she was taking it to the vets. And I was like, well, this is going to be pretty expensive. There's an easier solution. <laughs> Just abandon the rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we had it for, uh, I think, like another year or so. And then it suddenly vanished. And my mom told me that it um, it had moved out and moved to London because it uh, cause he had got a job and he couldn't come back and visit because he was so busy. Did he get a job in working in porn? <laughs> Straight in, yeah. He could maintain his uh, his rabbit erection for hours. Uh, after he after he ejaculated on your arm, did you feel like that changed your relationship with the bunny? Um, I can't remember being that into the rabbit that much before. But <laughs> I was definitely into him afterwards. Uh, no, I um, I always wanted a dog, and and we never got one. Which looking back made sense, but at the time when you're a child, like you just can't understand why. Uh, your mom won't buy you a best friend if you don't have any. I mean, after after the way that you <clears throat> misbehaved with the rabbit, I can imagine why she wouldn't want to get you a dog. <laughs> right. Um, I told her when I got home, obviously, but I don't think she ever took the rabbit to be spayed um, yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So I didn't really touch the rabbit. And then, yeah, um, I think um, it was taken by a fox or something was the true story. He did not really get a job in London and move out, as I found out years later. Oh. Oh, that was a lie? Yeah, that part was a lie. I was paraphrasing my oh, geez. Uh, my mum's version of events. So that does not count for yeah. the criteria for whether this story is truth or a lie. Okay. Um, and, and tell me more about sort of what happened with the class. The kids laughed. Maybe the teacher laughed. You just put it in the cage and then sat down silently? Yeah. I mean, there was the next person uh, like stood up with his, his cool transformers or whatever. And did he make those ejaculate? <laughs> right. <laughs> I can just imagine um, Optimus Prime on, on someone's forearm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think any, any other ejaculation happens uh, that day at least. And did you get a tissue and clean this off? What happened? Yeah, I just went to the bathroom, the restroom, um, and I wiped it off. Okay. Um, I remember, like, at that point in my life, I, my understanding of human reproduction or uh, mammalian reproduction was pretty limited, um, as, you, yeah. as you can imagine. And I thought that um, a woman got pregnant by something going into her belly button. Do you still think that? I since learned that that was how it did work, and I feel great that I figured it out from such an early age. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty impressive. Right, yeah. 
Very mature. Um, I was a smart kid. I'm not sure if I have made this known. Yeah, so I was, um, I then spent like weeks like being terrified that uh, that some of this stuff had gotten <laughs> had gotten into my belly button and <laughs> I would give birth to rabbits. Is it, are you making a joke now or is this part of the story that I'm supposed to believe? Oh, uh, that I was worried about that? Yeah. Yeah, I was, um, I didn't think that I would actually have rabbits, but I uh, was worried about, yeah, like what if like no one, what if no human has ever mated with a rabbit before? Because I thought that. I had mates to put. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and then the other kids in my class would ask me if I found rabbits sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you answer? I can't remember. I, I probably just mumbled no. Hmm. Even though inside I did. Yeah. I mean, who, who, who hasn't? Who hasn't? Um, so I'm trying to determine if this story is true or not. Right. Because that is the whole point. Yeah, that's why we're talking it, right now. Right. It would be insane if you, if you weren't even trying. <laughs> Uh, but thanks for the clarification. I feel so because you because you uh, prefaced this story by saying that you're almost out of stories from this age <clears throat> makes me think that this uh, would be a true story. But some of the details sound maybe a little bit made up. I mean, you say this every time, but go on. Which of the details? Well, you said that like the class laughed and then you just put the thing back in the cage and sat down. But then I kind of feel like. It seems inconsistent with the idea that you went to the bathroom to go wash your arm off. Oh, um, I put Snowball back in the cage, and then I went to the bathroom. Uh, this was in my junior school, so it was a fairly small school. The bathroom was just uh, was next to the classroom that I was in. Yeah. Um, but for the purposes of the timeline, the rabbit went back in the cage, right? and then I went to clean myself up. I also feel, though, that you keep telling me these horrible stories from your childhood, and I keep thinking they must be untrue because uh, they sound too bad to be true, but then they turn out to be true. That has been a pattern, yes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I'm going to go with true for this one. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lie. Damn it. I won. You did. Wait, does the podcast end now? It seemed, yeah, the podcast, I mean, the, the entire podcast, we, we cancel it now. Uh, did I get you? I got you. You got me. Has anyone ever lied and tricked the other person yet? I think so, yeah. Oh, they have? <laughs> when? I think so. I don't, I mean, I don't really listen to the podcast. I don't know, but. Are you lying now? Well, uh, from my recollection, I think I've done a great and noble thing right now. Uh, okay, I'm glad that you feel great and noble. <sighs> well, it is a real rush. John, have, I think also, also also the idea that the, the bunny is named Snowball <laughs> sounded fake to me, too. I just Googled good bunny names. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <sighs> is, this, is this a story that you wish had happened? You, you, you wish that you had had an audience while, while a, a bunny <laughs> ejaculated on you? I'm all about being watched when experiencing any kind of childhood trauma. Yeah. There are some things that draw on real world experience right would you like to hazard a guess as to which ones which things those are uh, i think you actually did go to school mm -hmm, true i think that um i think that somebody ejaculated on your arm <laughs> no that part is um i knew somebody who had a rabbit when she was young and and she told me that she had picked it up and it had ejaculated onto her, her arm and she was freaked out by it. 
So I had heard that that had, had happened to somebody, but it, um, it was not me and it was not in front of people. And, but when you heard that story, you thought, I wish, I wish that, that it happened to me and one day I can convince somebody that it did. <laughs> I mean, this is the, uh, the entire purpose for this podcast. Everything that we have done together has been leading up to this one moment. Wow. I can't believe, I can't believe we're here. Uh-huh. This is quite a moment. <laughs> it's a pinnacle. A peak. It is. The, uh, oh, there's more. Are you bold, John? Yeah, it's just, I've seen this episode of The Price is Right before. <laughs> Both English and Spanish? Yeah. The other part is that I, I did have a, a pet. The only pets that I ever had were fish, were goldfish. Right. Like basic goldfish, no, no special like tank or anything. But, um, and the first fish that I had, um, I had like three in total, but the first one that I had was um, a friend of my dad's who came over to visit us once. I think I was younger, maybe uh, like four or five, and, and she brought me um, a goldfish. And I don't think my mom knew about it. Your mom never asked where that goldfish came from? No, like she did not know that this friend was bringing a surprise pet for me. Oh, but she, once, once the pet arrived, she was aware that it was in the house. <laughs> yeah, she was aware it was in the house. It wasn't smuggled in. Because sometimes that happens in movies and TV shows where kids, kids get, like in E.T., remember they got E.T. as a pet and they had to hide, hide him. Right, right. Yeah, no, this was all like above board and she had to be like, yeah, like, thank you very much. Wow, that's so kind. Now I have to look after this pet. I believe that. Um, do, do you need to take a break? No, I'm fine. No. Take a breather? Okay. No, I'm living this. Okay. And I think everything else was just a straight up lie. Never had a rabbit. It never moved to London to get a job and couldn't visit anymore. I have to say that, uh, that winning feels good. Have you ever experienced adrenaline? Never. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I mean, I, I can't. I'll be honest with you. I, I can't sort of imagine what it feels like for you right now. It must be, you must be really feeling amazing. Yeah. To, uh, to lie and to get away with it. Yeah. Uh, you should try it. And to lie is such a sexy lie too. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Um, I've got a wonderful mind. Um, <clears throat> should we move on? Yes, please. Okay. I'm trying to think of which story I want to tell you. Right. I, I could tell you about the, the time I was on vacation traveling with my wife. Well, I can't tell you that story. I think I, we can't tell stories about other people. This is a true story. I'm just going to tell you this. You need to cut this out of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Well, this is a very sexy animal episode, John. It sure is, with a couple of sexy animal hosts. Yes. Um, and I think that I would have thought that that was true, because even though it was very similar to my story, I don't think that you're quick enough to come up with no, I'm not. a story. I'm very slow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you made that one Gmail draft years ago, and it's... Uh, I've been waiting to use that. It's the Bible, the manuscript. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, do you have one yet? I do. I do. 
<clears throat> While backing out of a parking space, I hit an old lady with my car. How is she now? Dead. Um, are you presuming that she's dead because of her age at the time that, that, that this happened? Or she didn't. She didn't die as a result right. of me hitting her. As far as I can tell, she died years later. Mm-hmm. Was it her fault? Um, I don't think there's any instance in which it could be her fault. I was backing up and I hit her. Right. I mean, I assume this was in the days before rear cameras and cars or yeah, this is- any kind of technology that could have helped. Yeah, this was in my youth. I was delivering pizza uh, and I was very, I'd been given a lot of pizzas to, to, to deliver. So I had to go make a lot of different stops. So I was in a hurry and uh, it was snowing a little bit. And there was a car pulling in next to me. So I was kind of distracted by the car pulling in next to me. I wasn't really looking behind me. And uh, I just heard a thump. And then I couldn't see anything because she'd fallen down. Was the thump her banging on the car or the sound of her? That was it. The sound of me hitting her. Right. You know. Um, I assume um, that she fell into uh, the snow, so um, it was a silent and pleasant landing. It wasn't. It was just starting to snow, oh. so it wasn't. There wasn't really much on the ground. Yikes! So she just hit the pavement. And then, what was your reaction? Uh, did you put down the pizza that you were eating? Well, I wasn't. <laughs> First of all, I wasn't allowed to eat the pizza. Let's make that clear right now. You weren't allowed to, but one for the customer, one for Johnny, right? Legally speaking, I can't admit that I was eating any pizza. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I may or may not have been eating pizza. If I was, I put it down. And then I hopped out of the car to go look to see, you know, what did I hit? And then there's just an old lady laying there on the ground. Uh, and, when, uh, you, when you say old, how, how old was she? I would guess like... 70s maybe Mm -hmm. and was she um how is she lying could she see you um or or was she lying on her front uh i don't remember exactly maybe she was laying on her side Mm -hmm. um i mean she saw me because i didn't try to hide from her right right. uh um so i yeah i just i think i probably like helped her up or Mm -hmm. sat with her or something what was uh what was her reaction uh I mean, I think first she was just overcome by my beauty, <laughs> you know, so she was probably distracted by that for a minute. That probably helped to alleviate some of the pain for a moment. Uh, no, I think she was, I think, I don't know if she, you know, maybe somebody else came over. I don't know that she could identify who had hit her, just that she'd been hit by a car. She fell down, her ankle hurt. I think she was probably more focused on herself at that moment. Yeah. Um, and was she carrying anything? Did things spill? I think she had a purse with her, but it didn't spill open or anything. And then what happened? Uh, and then, like, you know, someone called called 911 for an ambulance, and some people came around and talked to her or sat with her or something. Maybe maybe she got up and they walked her over somewhere to sit down inside the pizza place. Uh, and then I didn't, I didn't deliver the pizzas because I needed to stick around for the police or, you know, whoever. Um, and so someone, my boss gave someone else the pieces to deliver. And then uh, I sort of sat, sat around feeling bad, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it feels bad to, to hit somebody with your car. Yeah. I've never done it. And it seems yeah. like a terrible thing. Yeah. You should go try it. <laughs> like you don't have to hit them hard. Just right. knock them down. And see yeah, how just bad a thump. I mean, I need to know how you were feeling. 
Yeah. And how were you feeling? Were you, I mean, if um, if the cops were coming, like, was she uh, was she angry with the situation and with you, or was she just hurt and um, and shaken? I think she was she was just hurt, and they took her to uh, to the hospital. I think she was, she was hurt and shaken. I was shaken too. Yeah. Uh, it turned out to be nothing too serious. She had like nothing was broken. She just had like a bruised ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I uh, I got her name because there was a, a report filed of some kind. And I got her name, <clears throat> and I looked her up in the phone book, and uh, I found her address, and I wrote her a letter apologizing mm. because I felt bad. Her name was Norma Crutchley. Nor- and, Norma Crutchley? Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why, why is that funny to you, John? <laughs> it's funny because it's it's, it sounds like the name that you'd expect someone, like a mean person to have. A mean person? It sounds like... like <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like a mean old lady's name, oh. Norma Crutchley, you know? That's a funny name. I mean, I don't know. She seems kind of delightful to me. Oh, okay. She was. She uh, she didn't, you know, there was no, she didn't like press any kind of charges. She didn't try to like sue me for medical bills or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, it was good. Uh, what did the cops say? I don't know if there were cops. I'm trying to remember. There might have been cops. Maybe like a something filed with the insurance company. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a while ago, so I've forgotten a lot of the details. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was never, there was never any, any thought of like I was going to get arrested or anything like that because it was just a, an accident. Um, I, th- I think probably a police officer came and just asked what had happened and, and made a report. Mm-hmm. How did your boss or your work react? Uh, I mean, it feels like one of like the other prerequisites of delivering pizza is that you should not hit people. Yeah, that's f- one of the fundamental... Uh, tenants of delivering pizza don't don't uh, drive into pedestrians. Rule number one is don't eat the goods, and number two is don't hit people. Exactly, and you've broken both. Yeah. Um, no, my boss. He was a really, really mean guy with an awful temper, but I think he was actually pretty nice to me when this happened. Mr. Crutchley. <laughs> Mr. Crutchley. <laughs> no, his name was. Uh, he was a. He was a Greek guy. What was his name? I think it was like Staffy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he had a horrible, horrible temper. He was, I mean, he was, there was something wrong with him clinically. Um, but uh, yeah, actually years later, maybe not years, maybe like the next year, uh, I was working at a motel mm-hmm. and uh, he showed up, he showed up at the motel with a woman who was not his wife. Wow. And did he give a name that was different uh, from the name that you knew he had? Uh, I don't remember. He paid in cash. There was no, no, uh, credit card or anything like that with his name on it. I mean, back when you were young, were there even credit cards? I don't think so. It was checkbook or loose coins, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, did you say anything when your ex-boss showed up? And how did you know that, uh, that, uh, that they weren't together? Maybe he'd broken up with his previous partner and this was his new, his new person. That's true. I don't know that. It seemed unlikely to me they'd been married and they had kids for a long time and stuff, but people do get divorced. That's true. Maybe they had an open relationship and you were just judging them unfairly. Also totally possible. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I was, I was the wrong one in this case. I mean, um, um, it was the 1950s. We could judge anyone however we wanted back then. Yeah. Well, any more, any more facts? No, I think that's it, that's it for the facts. Um, how did you feel when... You went out on the the next delivery. Were you shaken? Were you nervous? Good question. I don't remember. 
do you think about it every time you reverse your car now? Every time you back up? Only, only if, only if I'm eating pizza. <laughs> yeah. Um, it did make you take more care in the snow, but it did not stop you eating pizza while driving. Nothing's gonna stop me from eating pizza. I, I think, I think, I'm gonna rue the day that I said this because uh, you never lie, as we know. But <laughs> um, I think this is a lie because you stumbled around the issue of the cops. Right. You said that uh, they came and then you said that you got her name from the report and then you claimed that maybe they didn't come. Um, and then you said that they probably did. And that's fine. But like, if you remember that there was a report, it seems like you should not have been unclear if they came on that. Right. So I'm going to be bold, um, as I have been many times before and always been wrong and say, I think you did deliver pizza but I do not think that that story happened. Um, it did happen. God damn it. <laughs> See, part of the problem is that, is that if I tell you a story from like a long time ago, I'm a little foggy on the details. <laughs> I mean, it's, I yeah, I know, I know that I got her name from somewhere. It must've been a police report. I don't really remember cops being there, but logically it makes sense that there would have been some kind of a report filed if there was a car hitting a person. Right. Um, I don't have any memory of speaking to the police, but um, my problem with this is that my uh, my hypervigilance and my ability to spot the rational links in stories um, is being triggered by your vague <laughs> <laughs> your vague memories, your lack of any kind of um, a coherent story, which I'm picking up as it being a lie, but it's just I'm just. Yeah. It's a bad memory and a bad storytelling. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and she is, she is in fact dead. I Googled her before, oh. before our call. She died in 2015. Uh, she passed away. Wow. Well, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that for, uh, uh, for everyone involved. I feel bad now for laughing at her last name. No, I think the name Norma Crutchley is a kind of a funny <laughs> name. That's a little funny. Um, especially because she was really a very sweet, nice woman to me. And I, I almost think that she wrote me back. She may have written back to my letter. Oh, really? And and said something like, you know, you know, don't worry about it. No. Who knows? But That's nice. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's ultimately just a lot of uh, just some really vague memories and poor storytelling on my part. <laughs> I apologize. I mean, I mean, if that's what it takes uh, to get past me. I'll do whatever it takes to win. Uh, the rules are, if you're telling the truth, then you cannot lie obviously but if that's the way that your mind works then that's the way that it works <laughs> uh, there's nothing we can do about biology there isn't well i mean not to make this all about me but um one of my biggest regrets about this podcast is that you chose to do it with me is that i chose to do it a <laughs> b is that those tote bags aren't ready yet and c is yeah. that they should be ready by now. Oh, um, I should check in on if my Venmo account is uh, um, is racking up those numbers. I'm sad to report. As unlikely as it seems, still zero dollars. Strange. Remember, I've got to get to two fifty k a year. Now uh, that's a big number. Yeah, and we're already we're already over halfway through the year. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, and we've been we've been recording. This is our eighth episode, but I think we've been recording for about two years. Right. Which brings me uh, nicely, or returns me, or, um, or circles me back to uh, that point that I was trying to make, 
uh, that one of my biggest regrets is that I used up one of my favorite stories on a test version of this podcast. Well, you know, you know, my, my memory is so bad. You may be able to tell it to me again and I won't know. <laughs> That's true. Um, well, this one also um, involved an older woman and uh, it was the time that I was walking. Um, I was walking home from school. It was like a 45 minute walk from school to my house. And this woman was waiting for a bus by herself at the bus stop. Um, as, I was, um, as I was walking up to her, then I saw that she had dropped her purse. A purse in the UK is like a wallet. It's not a handbag. It's a, like the smaller thing that you keep your money in. Right. And she had dropped um, her purse on the ground, like slightly behind her. And so I went up to her. Um, but as a, a young, a shy kid, uh, then I didn't like say, oh, like you dropped your purse. I, I just like bent down behind her. And I picked up her purse. And then the next thing I know, uh, then she hit me on the head with her umbrella. And she had assumed that I was stealing it from the pocket of her raincoat right. uh, that she was wearing. And my, uh, my reaction was to just throw her purse into the neighbor's front yard that was, I was nearby, into some bushes. And then just walked off. Good. She deserved it. Yeah. Right. Uh, but now... Like there was nothing that happened that made her think that I was not a thief. Right. You reinforced, you reinforced it. Yes. Um, like her memory of that was that she was waiting at the bus stop. Uh, she looked down and a, a young kid uh, was taking her purse out of her pocket. And then she hit him. <laughs> and um, she got it back and she retrieved it from those bushes. You hope she did. And I was just, I was just trying to do a good thing. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you. And I'm sorry that happened to her. Um, I learned a lesson that I should speak up uh, before just entering someone's personal space. Their personal space? Yeah, their personal space. I mean, I was... I was making a pun. You didn't get it. Oh, oh, very good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, personal space. Whether it be a rabbit or woman. <laughs> always. They're no different always to an, you. Always announce yourself when you're less than five meters away. Yes. All right. Well... Um, I still feel high off that win. I'm glad. What, and, the, and you're lost in bringing you back down? <laughs> I mean, the score is one all, I guess. Do you, think, do you think I will ever tell you, tell you a lie? I don't know. I mean, it is mentally interesting. Like, the longer it goes on, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, seems, it seems harder and harder for you to not lie, but then it becomes obvious. It's weird, yeah. It's a, <laughs> um, it's a psychological test. Although now that I have proven, I have proven finally that one can lie and win. Right. Then maybe you will be enticed. It does seem very tempting. Honestly, it is a real thrill. Yeah. You'd know. I would know. Right. <clears throat> I think I'm going to have a celebratory cup of coffee and uh, I'm get back to work. My job. Sounds good. Wait, why aren't you working today? Uh, it's a four-day-a-week job. <sighs> there we go. Yeah. Okay. I have other work to do. Other work to do. Other work to do. I have to come up with some uh, fake stories to tell you for <laughs> next time. Um, and deliver the rest of those pizzas. Yep. Well, I will speak to you soon. Okie doke. Bye. Bye. Love you. 
very generous. It is a Friday after all. People are more generous on Fridays. <sighs> <clears throat> mm-hmm.